the beautiful book, the Holy Bible, in which is found the words of the living God, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119, verse 105. It is instruction for the living. It is the way to eternal life. It protects me from hurtful lust. It is my comfort in times of trouble. It is the exciter and illuminator of my soul. It is the seat of an errant truth and the source of all that is wholesome and good. The words found in this book are not just printer's ink and paper, but they are spirit and life. Jesus said in John 6, verse 63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words in this book cannot be approached academically if one wishes to embrace its beauty, and yes, even become part of the book, it must be approached via childlike faith. Matthew eighteen one through 4 At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child... The same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The word of God can truly satisfy and awe the intellect of the world's greatest minds, but its treasures are only yielded to those who approach in childlike faith with their ears bowed down to the ground. Are you ready to regress to the place of the childlike? Come and find the peace that passes all understanding. God's hand is extended to you today. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 29, Rejoice not thou, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken, for out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. God said, Jeremiah fifty-one thirty-four, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. God said, Job forty fifteen through 19, Behold now, Behemoth, which I made with thee. He eateth grass as an ox. Lo now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong as pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. God said, Job chapter 41, Canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook, or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. By his niecings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke, as out of a seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindleth coals, and the flame goeth out of his mouth. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reason of the breakings, they purify themselves. 
The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold, the spear, the dart, nor the harbogen. He esteemeth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. He spreadeth sharp pointing things under the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. Upon earth there is not his like who is made without fear. Man said dinosaurs appear in Earth's history about 235 million years ago and mysteriously and abruptly disappeared 65 million years ago. No human ever saw one alive. Now the record. The word of God is the truth of life and obeying it is central to an abundant life here and eternal life hereafter. All things are literally made out of God's words, even our DNA and its four-letter alphabet that spells out life's building instructions and is laid out in sentences, paragraphs, chapters, books, and volumes of books. Since the beginning, God's word has been discarded by man. The word of God is found in the majority text, has been maligned and challenged millions upon millions of times, but know of a certainty. Satan's minions have failed time after miserable time. Truth will remain truth. That is its nature. This is God said, man said, feature 637 that proves the veracity of Holy Writ. These features are archived in text and streaming audio. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to God said, man said. We're grateful you've come. One of the most visited subjects on God Said, Man Said is the subject of dinosaurs. We have published over 60 pages on the subject. At the end of this article, we will list a batch of amazing features for your perusal. Surely the dinosaur lived contemporaneously, side by side with man. Both were created by God just over 6,000 years ago. The word dinosaur was first coined by Sir Richard Owen in 1841. The word means terrible lizard. Prior to that, these creatures were known in the scriptures and in the general public by names like dragon, leviathan, behemoth, fiery flying serpents, cockatrice, and more. The evolutionists must stand and challenge the biblical idea that a man and dinosaur lived contemporaneously because if they did, their theory crumbles. The Darwinists have lifted their icon, the dinosaur, up so high that if it is discredited, no manner of tall grass can cover their nakedness. When evolutionist Albert Ingalls was confronted with this concept, he made the following statement in Scientific American. If man, or even his ape ancestor, or even that ape ancestor's early mammalian ancestor, existed as far back as the Carboniferous period in any shape, then the whole science of geology is so completely wrong that all the geologists will resign their jobs and take up truck driving. In defense of the honorable and necessary trade of transportation, we think that Ingalls and his ilk, who don't know where they came from, why they are here, and where they are going, are not quite up to the task. On this website, we have referred to the research of Derek Isaacs, published in his book, Dragons or Dinosaurs. Additional excerpts from Isaacs' work follow. The 1973 World Book of Encyclopedia had this to say. The dragons of legend are strangely like actual creatures that have lived in the past. They are much like the great reptiles, dinosaurs, which inhabited the earth long before man is supposed to have appeared on earth. 
Notable knowledge reservoirs were catching this amazing phenomenon. Dragon legends are everywhere, and they mimic dinosaurs. Why is it that such a candid conclusion that dragons are strikingly similar to dinosaurs was seemingly edited out of subsequent editions of the World Book Encyclopedia? Is it because dragon legends stop sounding like dinosaurs? No. It is no small matter that dragons mirror dinosaurs. It is no small matter that dragon legends have man encountering real, living, giant reptiles. It is no small matter that more and more people were asking, did humanity actually encounter real living dinosaurs? Such questions challenge the evolutionary timeline that man and dinosaur are separated by 65 million years, and that has major consequences. Louis Jacobs, author and former president of the Society of Vertebrate Paleontology, stated the implications of this powerful question of man and dinosaurs coexistence. Such an uh, association would dispel an earth with vast antiquity. The entire history of creation, including the day of rest, could be accommodated in the seven biblical days of the Genesis myth. Evolution would be vanquished. This threat to evolution identified by World Book did not fall idly by without an attempt to rectify this thorn in the side. This kind of irritant, even amongst secular sources, required a retort. It demanded a response. To answer that call, none other than Carl Sagan, one of the most renowned and famous atheistic evolutionary thinkers, answered the call to arms with his book, The Dragons of Eden. Sagan uh, Sagan knew that uh, this dragon phenomenon, if it was left unaddressed, would spell disaster for the worldview built on Darwin's theory of origins. Therefore, Sagan offered an explanation to the widespread nature of dragon lore and why such stories mirror dinosaurs in their descriptions, habits, and ferocity. In a nutshell, Sagan argued that the worldwide phenomenon of dragon accounts could be explained by humanity having reincarnated memories that were passed down from our pre-human ancestors who actually lived at the same time as dinosaurs. He tried to make the case that in our dreams, we view post-life experiences of our pre-human ancestors. These memories are supposedly inherited from our pre-human ancestors before they mutated into humans. Let's walk through his idea in his own words, starting with his simple admission to the obvious. The pervasiveness of dragon myths in the folk legends of many cultures is probably no accident. He then acknowledged a couple of sentences later that it is a worldwide phenomenon. To answer this in an evolutionary way, Sagan had to offer an explanation as to why ancient people had vivid imagery of what dinosaurs looked like, acted like, ate, and even how many of them reproduced without anyone ever seeing the creatures with their own actual eyes. This is because, according to evolutionary theory, Man should never have seen a real living dinosaur. We are supposed to be separated by 65 million years of time and space. Isaac continues. A series of 12 animal names are used to denote a sequence in the Chinese calendar. In order, these names are rat, ox, tiger, hare, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, fowl, dog, and pig. 
Notice that amongst animals that are familiar to people around the world lies the dragon, a creature that has been thought to be only a myth. Yet one of the oldest societies in the world has used the dragon as a cultural icon, and for centuries the Chinese have included the dragon in a list of common animals like the sheep, rabbit, and dog. I will start with an article that first appeared in Creation Magazine in September of 2003. Philip Bell went on a fact-finding commission to the United Kingdom to see for himself the unusual carving on a bishop's tomb. Bell visited the Carlisle Cathedral in the United Kingdom to view an alleged engraving that was kept underneath a rug. The rug covered a tomb that is inlaid in brass. The tomb belongs to Richard Bell, Bishop of Carlisle, A.D. 1410-1496. The brass artifact contained an image of the bishop dressed in his full priestly garb with cap and staff. But as Philip Bell correctly points out, there is a narrow piece of engraved brass that is roughly nine and a half feet long that runs around the edge of the tomb that has become of particular interest. To the casual visitor, a look at this large brass set in stone would reveal nothing out of the ordinary. But on closer inspection, one can see engravings of creatures that any 21st century child would instantly recognize as dinosaurs. Bell recognized that the bishop's tomb was sealed and decorated over four centuries before such a creature was ever on earth identified and named. There is a truly stunning petroglyph in White Rock Canyon in the Natural Bridges State Park near Blanding, Utah. The location is more precisely known as Kachina Bridge. The petroglyphs are attributed to Anasazi Indians who lived in the area from A.D. 400 to A.D. 1200. Therefore, the Anasazi Indian petroglyph in which we are interested is around 300 to 1,000 years older than the brass carving on Bishop Bell's tomb. At the Glendive Dinosaur and Fossil Museum in Glendive, Montana, this Anasazi petroglyph is explained with a quote from Fran Barnes, a recognized authority on rock art from the American Southwest. There is a petroglyph in Natural Bridges National Monument that bears a startling resemblance to a dinosaur, specifically a brontosaurus, with a long tail and neck, small head and all. I do not think a rational mind can view the roughly 2,000-year-old dragon vase from the Mocha Indians in South America and then see a roughly 2,000-year-old bronze sculpture from China and decide that both cultures and craftsmen from these cultures created these out of their own imaginations and they just so happened to look remarkably similar to their counterparts an ocean away. The Stegosaurus name means plated lizard or roofed reptile. In the thick jungles of Cambodia, the temples of Angkor were built between the 9th and 12th centuries. The antiquity and authenticity of this archaeological site is beyond any dispute. It is truly ancient. The Khmer people, the inhabitants of the region who lived from A.D. 50 to A.D. 1400, proved to be very skilled builders and carvers. On one of the dramatic pillars within the temple grounds, a stegosaurus is carved in stone. The ramifications of man being actual eyewitnesses to these creatures can mean a great deal of things, but one obvious conclusion is that evolutionary scientists have been sorely wrong on when they believe dinosaurs live. These creatures cannot be removed from this planet by 65 million years. 
The evidence strongly suggests that they were alive only a few hundred years ago. End of quote. Finally, from dragons or dinosaurs. Off the coast of South Africa in 1938, there was an amazing discovery of a live fish called the colacanth. Before this discovery, the colacanth was touted as the evolutionary missing link between water and land creatures. It allegedly went extinct 70 million years ago, roughly the same time as evolutionists claimed the dinosaurs went extinct. Yet this particular colacanth was found alive and well and really did not seem all that old. Either way, the colacanth, which is now on the list of endangered species, ironically enough, provides real living evidence that things are not what they seem in the world of evolutionary timelines and in the world of secular science. If you are still undecided on the significance of the colacanth, you would be wise to consider what William Ant Eskemeyer, curator emeritus of the Department of Ichthyology at the California Academy of Sciences, had to say about this find. The discovery of a living fossil colacanth fish in 1938 was roughly comparable to finding a dinosaur walking around in your backyard. I guess anything is possible. End of quote. 84% of the United States confesses Christianity, but only 38% agree with the statement, the Bible is totally accurate in all the principles it teaches. Their doubt is not a product of diligent search. God's word, the beautiful book, is true and righteous altogether, every jot and every tittle. God said, Isaiah fourteen twenty nine. Rejoice not thou, whole Palestinia, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. God said, Jeremiah fifty one thirty four. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. God said, Job chapter 40, 15 through 19. Behold now, behemoth, which I made with thee, he eateth grass as an ox. Lo now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are strong pieces of brass. His bones are like the bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. God said, Job chapter 41, Canst thou drive out Leviathan with an hook, or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. By his kneesings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke, as out of a seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold, the spear, the dark, nor the harbinger. He esteemeth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. 
He spreadeth sharp pointed things upon the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. Upon earth there is not his like, who is made without fear. Man said, Dinosaurs appear in earth's history about 235 million years ago, and mysteriously and abruptly disappeared 65 million years ago. No human ever saw one alive. Now you have the record.